Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I did actually have something to discuss with you, and this ties in well because I wanted to ask you what you're doing for Halloween. But I also mm. wanted to take quick note of the fact that we are going to be in New York for the 5th of November and I was saying to Doug the other day I was like I'm so excited it's gonna be amazing there and he was like you dumb twat (laughs) (laughs) so don't forget there's no there's no houses of parliament there there was no Guy Fawkes and there will be no celebration of uh of his burning or whatever we celebrated his hanging it's actually a bit sad when you think about it isn't it you told me mum that people did sort of like satanic rituals and were doing horrible spooky things and stuff I don't think that that's happening on on Halloween some sort of goat stabbing somewhere I think you know I mean there's always going to be someone up for stabbing a goat isn't it but I mean that's it's not something that's going to that's any time of the year yeah it, it doesn't have to be seasonally yeah. appropriate. I think you know no. uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep our sacrificing to a to a minimum. Yeah, yeah. This, this year, yeah. Maybe bring it back in for yeah. twenty four. The world needs a, a light hearted Halloween this year. So, no satanic <laughs> rituals. Look after yourselves. Um, unless sweets. you are a satanist, of course. In which case, oh, knock yourself out. Welcome to episode 168 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. On this podcast, we talk about health, politics, stuff on TV, and what we ate last night. Occasionally, we talk about running. I've got lots of scary thoughts about the New York Marathon, which is happening this weekend. Holly has loads of lovely tips from listeners as well as the experts to make me feel less scared. We also have some chat about Halloween, obviously, which is what we all need, with some general confusion and frantic googling about whether everyone loves it just as much as Holly. We've got some big news. We're holding a live event on the evening of the 9th of November in Sweaty Betty in Battersea Power Station. It's all about how to run with a smile on your face. We've got a special guest in the shape of Jenny Faulkner and we have jam-packed goodie bags for everyone. There will also be wine. 
Come along, join us for running tips you won't get anywhere else and have some chats with us and Jenny. Buy tickets from Eventbrite and search for Women's Running to get your ticket. This episode is sponsored by Randox Health. For 40 years, Randox have been focusing on testing to help protect your future health. Randox Health offers personalized health packages designed to give you detailed insight into your health, measuring data across a range of key areas, including heart, hormone, and vitamin health. Randox Health offers a range of tests across these areas, some of which you can do from home. Accessing data like this can help us make positive lifestyle changes to help prevent illness and improve our performance. Holly and I use the Female Hormone at Home Kit, which has helped us to better understand our bodies and our health. And it was brilliant for both of our age groups, with me flirting around the menopause and her being all annoyingly millennial. To find out more about all the services Randox Health offers and to book online, go to randoxhealth.com and use the exclusive code RUN10 for 10% off in-clinic and home health tests. Uh, right. So, okay. Should we do the fucking podcast? <laughs> Let's do the fucking podcast. <laughs> Where are you? Where's your face? There's your face. Hello. Here I am. <laughs> Let's ah. do it. Let's do the fucking podcast. <gasps> okay, my lovely. So, Dave, oh. cut to yeah. 40 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh dear 40 minutes that can never see the light of day anyway I know um, how are you how are you my lovely I'm fine I'm a bit Monday-ish I think we've mentioned this that we've started we used to record on Fridays so you may have noticed a, a pep in the step of the pod when we did that uh whereas now we record on Mondays which is why we start every episode by saying how much we hate our lives um <laughs> yeah we're gonna go back to fridays Do you know what we're gonna go back to fridays as soon as we get back from new york because are we I'm mondays so are shit because we can't Let's do monday do. on new york i mean yeah. i guess that's the main thing really when uh, talking of of how we are i mean very very excited of course mm-hmm. do not get us wrong but mm-hmm. i'm anxious about new york so i cannot imagine how you're feeling i think we should first of all take our hats off to ourselves because I think we've mentioned this to each other before that, you know, this time a couple of years ago, I could never have imagined us going on a on this trip. It's quite brave because we have both struggled with anxiety and things post lockdown and it does feel quite intense to to do. It's also yeah. literally a weekend. It's almost twenty it's it's thirty-six hours or forty-eight hours or something and no, a bit more than that. 72 it's, hours yeah. in New York. <laughs> it's it's a it's a flying visit, isn't it? It is. Um, it is a flying visit and mm. we we've obviously got our very exciting sweaty betty event next week, so next Thursday uh in pa- uh, Bassey Power Station sweaty betty store do come along ticket links in the show notes. Um but it just feels like we've got a lot going on and I think we're both kind of taking deep breaths and taking everything day by day a bit definitely taking things day by day yeah um I must admit it was only last night that I started checking things like the weather and and um 
trying to work out what to wear and also doing just doing that kind of um I, I remember doing this before but doing that thing of last minute website frantic anxious scrolling for week before marathon tips that's what I've been looking yeah. at and it's just been looking and looking at those and thinking have I done that have I done that have I done this have I done this? and I was doing that at like half 11 last night and the top tip on all marathon week before tips is go to bed early and I was like oh bollocks, is it I've already fucked up the first tip yeah. oh well <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I'm just giving you a little um a uh, bit of here we go. Uh, sorry mm. if you heard me tapping away, but I remembered putting something up not long ago about how to tackle maranoia and marathon mm. related nerves in the week before. Mm-hmm. Would you like yeah. me to share some of those tips with you? Yes, please. I mean, in theory, here's a bit of an insight into Esther and my jobs. This did come from the magazine, so this is something that you've commissioned, but I'm going to read it back to you now. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So these are some quick tips. First of all, control the controllables. That's that's the first tip. So uh, I guess that includes things like uh, the kit that you're going to wear. Obviously, Mm -hmm. we can't control stuff like the weather. Though actually, the weather looks all right. The weather actually... No, 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 it does, it does. Oh. But it's actually warmer, warmer than I was. It, it, I mean, I think I had a text from, because um, lovely Helen Thorne from Scummy Mummies is also running it. And I had a text from her last week and she she texted with a with a thing of the weather, um, a picture of the weather saying, oh, look great. And I think it was supposed to be on her app, 12 degrees. On my app now, sort of five or six days later, it's like 18 degrees. So it's like oh my way, gosh, way, 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 and I, oh, I, I can't bought, I'm on bought, airplane mode because I'm a diligent podcast recorder. You but. are a diligent, podcast. but I, I bought like loads of hand warmers and things like that because I, I, this was me controlling the controllable. I bought hand warmers. I've got you know I've, mm-hmm. I've figured out the kind of layers I'm going to wear for for what the expected two to three degree kind of temperatures, and that's going to be eighteen. So I'm like, I've got to wear short sleeves. It was all just like shit. Oh, what God. am I going to do? Did that do? come through, by the way? Then that noise. No. What? What was the noise? Phew, fine. Somebody tried to call me on my laptop. I didn't realize that could happen. That serves me right for putting myself on airplane mode. I thought I'd avoided anything like that. <laughs> oh, thank God! I'm glad that that didn't come through. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, <clears throat> I think um, that maybe sounds quite good, though. 15 16 17 18 degrees it's that, do you I'm know what up, it's going up no, no, into no. temperatures that maybe are a little but a little high it's a little but... bit but actually no i'm with you it's for me it's perfect because i have such cold yeah. hands and such cold feet and by the time we start i am going to be no matter what the temperature is because i get i think my reynards like it kicks in with stress as well as anything else right so it feels like my body seizes under cold and anxiety so my hands Uh will get cold and my feet will get cold and all that kind of thing so actually if it's a kind of a if it's kind of almost t-shirt weather that's really really good for me so um fab yeah i'm happy with that oh and it does look from what from looking the other day it looks clear Mm. skies sunny really nice i think it's going to be a beautiful day in new york and we're going to finish in central park together we are it's going to be a joy I can't wait to meet so, you at the finish so line. Exciting. 
I so that's one of the tips. I know okay, it's going to be amazing. So yeah, one <laughs> yeah. of them is control the controllable. I mean, you already do that with you, you've done like you're saying with the kit that you're wearing. I suppose the other good example of that would be like your nutrition strategy. So knowing exactly when you're going to have a gel. But I guess yeah. the rest of that all means that with controlling the controllables means letting go of the uncontrollables and you might be a bit knackered we might be struggling with sleep we might be um a bit jet lagged all of those things might not necessarily be within your control and I think it's letting them go a little bit and not letting it give you too much anxiety because you will be fine you've done it before you've done it before on how much sleep did you get the night before the London Marathon when you did it for the first time yeah, like very, very little, maybe a couple of hours. So I th- yeah. yeah, you're right. Like before the London Marathon the second time, I worked much harder the week before at going to bed at 10, making sure I got good sleep when I wasn't feeling nervous and ang- or that nervous and anxious. Yeah. Knowing that, that the that kind of the night before I would get shit sleep. And actually the second time I did the London Marathon, because I was expecting it, I kind of didn't. I was fine. Yeah. Um, so, but we know what we were like in Berlin we're rubbish aren't we so yeah. I've done the thing of getting um eye masks and earplugs and, nice um the other thing I want to try and remember to do as well is to take a um those awful neck pillow things for oh yeah I've got a neck um, pillow have you I'm gonna get one yeah um we'll bring our neck pillows <laughs> so that, for the for the airplane on the way back but yeah definitely anything we can do to try and sleep those those two nights before yeah so um, I'm excited for yeah, what films we might watch on the plane I know um so that's yeah I think it it will be fine and also I do want to say as a a quick aside that you are you're acting as though it is I don't know Friday night or something and you've been going to bed Mm. at 12 o'clock at night for the last few nights it is only Monday morning you're still six nights out or whatever it is like there's plenty of time to get loads of sleep you'll be so fine I, yeah, I really, really hope so. I mean, it, this is just, you know, on the proviso that I managed to get through like Halloween intact. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that in a sec. Talk about that in a sec. Let's talk about Halloween because <laughs> I'm excited. I'll quickly run through the other tips. It's a whole big piece on our website. Please check it out, uh, Tackling Maranoia. But um, other, ti- other top tips are don't focus on the things that are out of your hands. We've kind of covered that. The weather, other runners, things that might possibly go wrong. Um Try and get a good few nights sleep in the days leading up to the race. We've covered that as well. Um, if you're feeling really panicky in the last few hours, then maybe trying some meditation. Obviously, this is not the week before. This is night before stuff now. But Josie Perry, who we've had on the pod very recently, took us through some brilliant tips the night before the Paris half um, that included things like spinning around to reorient yourself. I like that one. Oh, yes. That was brilliant. That was good. The mm. science behind that is something to do with your field of vision slightly sort of narrowing or something when you're anxious. And so spinning around and sort of literally like recalibrating yourself like Google Maps or something. Yes. Kind of sorts you out a bit. And then also color breathing, which we both loved, where you breathe in a certain color and then breathe out. Oh, so relaxing. I love that. And the reason why, well, I, I, we all love that. I don't know why that kind of resonates but it really does doesn't it but it was something that I remember doing and I've probably mentioned it before but I remember doing it um with pregnancy yoga where you breathe out I think it's called golden thread breathing where you sort of breathe you you sort of assume that you're sort of blowing a very kind of light 
golden ribbon. So you get that kind of long extended out breath. And um, I love that. And I think this is this is this is very, very similar, isn't it? It's kind of imagining that kind of you're breathing out a calming, lovely colour. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just it makes yeah. it really difficult, um, really um uh easy, sorry, to distract yourself. Well, I guess difficult to focus mm. on anything else, doesn't it? It's like it's quite all consuming when you're focusing on the breath, and that's quite an internal activity, but you're also yeah. focusing on the external. Um you're kind of when you're kind of imagining the visuals of that that makes it quite difficult for anxiety to creep in anywhere because you've kind of got both of those bases covered a little bit yeah yeah I, I, yeah. I think it's a it's a really really clever technique I thought that was great yeah yeah it's brilliant um there are a few more tips but they're generally for the night before so I'm going to save those to tell you when we're in our hotel but oh, um one thing that I found really, really interesting. Um, so this piece has got all sorts of stuff like uh, it breaks down how to tackle maranoia around fears of failure, how to tackle maranoia around injury, how to tackle maranoia around having an embarrassing moment. But I remember mm. the thing that I found the most uh, interesting was she's called Heather Townsend. That's her name. She's mm. an elite runner and she talks about this a lot on her Instagram. She's definitely worth a follow. Um, I can't remember her handle now, so that's not very useful, but I'm sure if you search Heather Townsend, you'll find her. Um, but she actually did poo her pants in the London Marathon last year. And oh, her. Have yes. you heard of her? Yeah, and she does a mm -hmm. whole thing where she talks about what it's like to to actually have the thing that you're lying awake the night before the marathon going, what if this happens to me, happen to you? And about yeah. how it really was not the worst thing that her brain really, like what her brain had dreamt up was really not like, as terrible as it all could have been. Like she still finished it. She was really proud of herself and she had a brilliant story to tell everybody afterwards. And I think actually there were some genuine health benefits from it that she had, um, she's got two children and she, somebody reached out and was like, oh, if you need sort of that shouldn't necessarily be happening. Like, let's let, let me see if we can work together and help you with some of that stuff. And she ended up speaking to a specialist and had some great health benefits and chats from the whole experience too. So like, it was really not the worst thing that ever could have happened. Yeah, I think, yeah. It, it, and she, yeah, I loved her. I thought she was, um, she was a wonderful advocate of just of running your race and, and, like just ignoring ignoring what other people are thinking about you running your race um yeah and I, I i do i do think that's wonderful but i was i i'm always more concerned i i guess because my anxiety is never it's never specific do you know what i mean i'm not like i'm not worried about i'm not actually worried about shitting my pants i'm not actually no. specifically worried about having getting an injury I don't think maybe a little bit, but I'm not, I'm just more, it's like general, general kind of paranoia that, yeah. and, and I, I, could, I can't for one minute say to you what it is that I'm worried about happening. It's just, I'm kind of with I'm you. just worried. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think it, it's really useful, like seeking out specific experiences and stuff when you are somebody who when you genuinely have like a particular fear but mm. if you're just anxious because there are plenty of unnamed things that could go wrong that your brain can't even dream up then I think 
I think that's why we go back to the stuff we were talking about, like the breathing techniques, meditation, um, just reminding yourself to be in the breath right up until you are on the start line. And even during the race, really, it's like living in that one single breath. Somebody said that once to me and I found that really useful, that rather than Mm. trying to think about what if this, you know, what if this happens and how many hours until this and blah, 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 just trying to exist in that single moment as, as, you know, as much as you possibly can throughout the experience so that you're not fortune telling for yourself the whole time going, oh my God, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. That's very, very, very true. And I mm. I think there's there's also a lot to be said for um having confidence in your own thinking that, that yeah, sometimes sometimes anxiety can take over negatively and whatever. But having the confidence to um to I don't know, to to kind of understand what my body needs in that moment. Like for for I know I'm kind of hedging around it a bit, but that like for instance, this week I know that in order for my sleep to be early and good and good quality sleep, I and I know this is preaching to the converted and everyone knows this shit already, but I need to read a book for five minutes before I turn my light off rather than look at my phone. Um, yeah. And that does lead to, generally speaking, better quality sleep. I'm not going to be drinking any booze. I haven't done for about half a week now. Although that mm-hmm. I'm not to be congratulated because the whole week before I was just drinking every night because it was birthday week. Oh, fine, um, whatever. Fuck it. Um, but birthday it's it's kind week. of knowing myself in that. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty I know. sure I've drunk for the last like four nights in a row, and it's not my birthday week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. Well, we do what we we have to do. But it's, yeah, and the, the rest of it is just like I know that at the moment what I'm doing is I'm I'm literally not literally figuratively clutching at straws where every night Mm -hmm. I'm looking at those websites that are saying do this do that do this do that and getting very upset with myself that I haven't done this and looking at other people's social media accounts who might also be running a marathon and and looking at the distances that they've run for their long runs and yet again going they've run more they've run less they've run differently and yeah constantly comparing and actually I need to be confident in myself and in my training that I've done what I've needed to do. I am not, absolutely repeat, not going to do any more bloody intervals this week, even though it does say on my plan I should be doing something. No. A big I'm fat, not. I'm going to do two that short ones. Is how I feel. Fuck that shit. And I'm gonna um and I'm gonna eat the food that I like to eat. I'm not gonna suddenly force myself to eat food that I don't like eating. I'm, you know, I, I'm gonna eat the food I know that works for me. I am going mm-hmm. to start eating breakfasts, you know things like that um but I'm not going to start eating mm-hmm. things that I don't know or that, that I shouldn't and I'm going to enjoy the pasta and I'm gonna have the pizza oh, oh my yeah. god New York pizza I'm so <sighs> excited about New York pizza I can't yeah. believe that we're going to be there uh, I, I did actually have there. something to discuss with you and this ties in well because I wanted to ask you what you're doing for Halloween but I also mm. wanted to qu- take quick note um of the fact that we are going to be in New York for uh, the 5th of November. And I was saying to Doug the other day, I was like, I'm so excited. It's going to be amazing there. And he was like, you dumb twat. <laughs> <laughs> so don't forget, there's no 
There's no Houses of Parliament there. There was no Guy Fawkes and there will be no celebration of uh, of his burning or whatever we celebrated, his hanging. No, it's actually all a bit sad when you think about it, isn't it? It's gruesome, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But we, we like yeah. to celebrate a, a horrible, a horrible death, don't we? So um, we do, sometimes. we do. Mm. So I'm gutted about that, but um, mm. it is what it is, and <laughs> I'm sure we'll cope. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but okay, so we're going to miss out on bonfire night. But what are you going to do for Halloween? I bet you're going to do something nice. I am excited. I've got I've got two plans. So tonight, uh, I've got um, I've got. Well, I did do I did pumpkin carving with my niece over the weekend. Oh, um, nice. which was lovely. Well, we didn't we didn't actually. She didn't really get involved in the pumpkin carving, or mainly because also Doug decided it would be the best move to use a drill this year. So not oh, super Jesus. safe to have her around power tools. <laughs> so the pumpkin looked amazing, um, but. Um, but we made like sort of spooky gingerbread and things together and she was just very gorgeous and it was very sweet. Mm, Tonight, um, I've got a couple of friends coming around. We've been playing um, a horror video game and it's like, oh my gosh, if anybody who listens plays video games at all, I haven't really discussed this side of myself on the pod, but I I love it. We've played quite a lot. And... Um, <laughs> And one of my faves of all time was this game called Until Dawn that we played where you all play a different character. There are like mm-hmm. 10 teenagers or something and they all obviously die one by one in gruesome ways. But you can keep them alive if you make the right choices. But it's like a decisions-based thing. Um, and it's so much fun. And uh, they've released a whole bunch of of new ones since. So we're doing one which is based around H.H. H. Holmes and his horrible serial killer hotel. Um, okay. Where we all play a different member of like a film crew who are doing an, uh, a documentary about, about it. And, it, and then obviously mm-hmm. they get haunted and it's all awful. So we've got one more <laughs> chapter of that game to finish off. And so they're coming around tonight and we're going to do that. And I'm going to make a charcuterie board to look like Ooh. a skeleton oh that's good i'm excited well, i'm excited how about it uh how i earth think are you doing that? camembert head i think camembert head i might like nice. cut sort of slight eyes and skull shape out of camembert head lovely and then maybe just like uh cheap bits of other che- hard cheeses could be bones mm-hmm. carrot i thought maybe some sort of carrot <laughs> ribbons breadsticks plenty Ooh, yeah, that nice. i reckon we can do Chutney oh, could definitely be incorporated for detail. <laughs> I have gotten, I found an Instagram clip of someone doing it. So I will probably copy exactly what they're doing, but do carrot ribbons instead of prosciutto. <laughs> sounds absolutely olives. amazing. Eyeball <gasps> olives could be eyeball. Yes. Lychee is I'm always quite I'm quite excited good. about that. Yeah. 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 Oh, amazing. Yes, true. Though I don't know whether I'm going to be able to get them from co-op because my local co-op is shit if co-op listened to the podcast oh my god i've got some serious <laughs> words to help with you. I, oh please please stop anything other than just like ready meals and then shit and wilting veg in just in our local one just mm. in our local one i'm just just saying um so i'm doing that tonight and then tomorrow we're having mm. a bit of a sort of uh kids style halloween party with some of our friends that um we decided that we would do kind of apple bobbing and watch Hocus Pocus and do a bit more, oh. less spooky, more fun. Yeah. 
Oh, that sounds lovely. I knew you'd yeah. be doing something. <laughs> Are you dressing up tonight? I think some quite fun stuff. I haven't yeah. actually thought about that side of things, but we've got relatively extensive dressing up stuff because Doug comes from a long line of, <laughs> of dressing <course>. up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we've got loads of weird stuff, so I'm sure I'll find something. Um, oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, in a dressing up box. But I haven't sort of bought a costume or even really thought about it. It will probably be something very basic. Like I might okay. just stick a witch hat on or something like that. Um, <laughs> I think we might have a fox, fox ears and a fox tail could do that. Though that's not very oh. Halloween-y. Just trying to think of very all, easy things I could do. Mm. But in like in the US, they like the, the dressing up there doesn't have to even be scary, does it? It just has to be dressing up. So... It just has to be sexy from what I've heard. <laughs> yes, it does have to be sexy. Yeah, sexy yeah fox. I haven't got yeah. very much sexy going on in the dressing up box. Maybe the fox, mm. actually. That's probably the best shout. If you just um, wore that and nothing else, then, you know, yeah, here we go. Then, yeah, sexy fox. <laughs> Though I think my friends, if they turned up tonight with the skeleton charcuterie board and our spooky game, they might be a bit shocked if I open the door as a sexy fox. Yeah, that's true. And that the charcuterie board may not be touched quite so much, just in case. No, been no, it in a dangerous manner. Not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what about you? I imagine you've got fun, exciting things too. Well, I mean, I don't think it sounds anywhere near as fun, but we, um, well, we did our pumpkin carving last night. Um, Ted lost any kind of enthusiasm for it and just wanted me to do googly eyes. Um, so I've done that on his one. And because um, normally what I do is I get them to draw their faces on the pumpkin and then try desperately to carve roughly what they've drawn, if you see what I mean. Um, oh my gosh, not their own faces. Very sweet. I mean, oh, I see. Yeah, it's, sorry. I, <laughs> no, I, I was slightly not that like, good. what? But... <clears throat> no, what they do is like on a, well, on a pumpkin. Actually, you, you, you hide this well, but you're a very good artist. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if you could do a sort of Felix and Ted likeness on a pumpkin. Oh, oh, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, um, what I what I tend to struggle with is that they tend to draw sort of very elaborate designs, and I then have to kind of with a very big knife, kind of just anyway. So anyway, he has googly yeah. eyes, and Felix. I was saying to her because I'd seen a really funny thing on the internet where someone had done a pumpkin, like a huge pumpkin, and they'd done a very very tiny face at the top of the pumpkin, which was just two oh, dots. I find for that eyes so funny, line. and it was so funny, and it made me laugh so much. It's so silly. So I have done that, actually. I will take a picture and I'll send it to you because it's hilarious. Um, Amazing. So we've done that. And then we we have a destination road in terms of um, uh, trick-or-treating. So trick-or-treating, yeah. Trick-or-treating is massive on our road. It's like we have a tourist destination here. So we get loads of people from other roads come to our road. Um, and I'm I think, so jealous. I don't know why that is, but... I think I think no some one of it has trick or treated me for such a long time because when I was younger I grew up my mum was the head teacher in uh, of of the local school so like no one came to our house because it was a bit that's gonna that's gonna give you a spook isn't it if you're like oh yeah. my head teacher <laughs> so no one really came to our and also our house was quite tucked away um and uh in our, now we live in a flat yeah, and no tricky. one trick or treats blocks of flats. I've never not lived in a flat in Bath. I think maybe maybe one of the years, maybe when I lived in Oldfield Park, um, which is sort of where lots of the students and the families and stuff live in Bath. I think maybe some people trick or treated, but I've barely experienced it. 
But the friends yeah. that we're, we're going around to our friends, Dave and Cara, they live in a in a small village, and that's it's got big trick or treating vibes. I'm I'm, I'm imagining yeah. there's going to be trick or treating. This is this is um, it's lovely because I think it's been that the kind of it's as a tourist destination, it's been kind of bumped up quite a bit by this. There's a woman who lives down the road who is Halloween mad. And mm-hmm. on I've I was finding out this morning because that so she decorates the front of their house and porch, but mostly just with pumpkins and squashes. So it's not like spooky spiders or anything. It's literally like an autumnal scene. But when I say decorated with, it's covered. She has hundreds and hundreds of pumpkins and squashes. And this is kind of quite a small, kind of two up, two down little Victorian house. Mm-hmm. With a tiny front garden, cool. but it's it's overloaded. It's all over the benches. It's all it's everywhere. And um, I was talking to someone this I morning who that. said who confirmed that she's grown them all. So she's got an allotment that she uses almost specifically for squashes and pumpkins that she then decorates the front. And not only does she do that, but this year she's had and I don't know if she's had it in past years, but she's got a bucket out the front with loads and loads of like little kind of you know fist shaped squashes. You know, so not huge, but oh, lots and lots of them. So that kids can go and get little ones as well and decorate their own houses. That's so, so lovely. I love her. Yeah. She's amazing. Oh, I, I love, love her your very road. Much. Your road yeah. is the best. Doug and I were so literally I think, talking yeah. about your road last night. <laughs> I love my road. In our, conversa- <laughs> in our conversation about moving house, um, I was getting a bit overwhelmed by all the just like decision paralysis of like where we're, where we're going to be. Mm. And I was like, I just want to live on a road like Esther's road. I got maybe I'll move oh. next to you and come to, and and come into your road, yeah. Because I, I have, you should. I mean, it does seem like the loveliest road. Mm-hmm. It's so nice, and we've got we've got so we've got some friends of the kids coming round tomorrow. Um, I've got to reply to about seventeen WhatsApps. We've got loads of people coming because they do flock and it's nice to have a base particularly if it's going to be pissing down and just to kind of yeah. make cups of tea or a glass of wine or you know whatever for, definitely for the grown-ups not for the kids um mm-hmm. and then sometimes glass of wine the, for kids, the kids glass of wine for the kids <laughs> and a fag um or we might yeah. pop them up in front of a, a, like a little kind of ghosty film but nothing too intense because the kids are scared of ghosts mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's basically just collecting sweets. And Hocus Pocus, bed. I've heard, is a classic. I've never mm. seen Hocus Pocus. And Have you not? I've, <gasps> I've never seen it. But Holly. that's not too scary. That's why I'm watching it this year. I'm really, really excited to. In for a treat. In for a treat. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Because so. I didn't do Halloween when I was a kid. And mm. I don't know whether this is... But my parents are both... They, they Well, they, they my mum used to go to ch- well she does still go to church and mm-hmm. I think she felt like maybe it was not a not a thing that y- you you did if you had little Christian children though I, yeah, think, I don't think people really think like that now I think people of all different religions probably you know get involved I don't know there's well there's definitely a yeah and I, I remember growing up that there were a couple of people uh, well, apart from anything else, when I was growing up, which was a long time before you were growing up, Halloween was not a thing. Mm. So I remember going trick or treating when, uh, because my mum knew about it. She'd spent a year in America in the 60s. So she'd come back and she'd, she'd talked about it and, and knew it as a yeah. thing. So when we did go out, when I think when we were kind of probably 12 or 13, I remember going down the road with my friends with a sheet over my head, trick or treating, but no one knew what we were doing or why we what were you doing, were doing? It. No. So this was like mid-80s. They thought that they were going to be be mugged. 
Yes, exactly. And Clockwork so the, the orange kind of, style. The treats that we got were things like an orange or like, I think, you know, or a biscuit or something because no one had like bags of sweets or anything because no one was expecting anyone yeah. to open their door. Um, and I do remember being told off by a chap down the road who was a churchgoer, a C of E, and just saying that it was mm. what we were doing was fundamentally anti-Christian in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, because I think it's, I, I can't remember All Hallows' Eve where that does come from. All is Hallows it a pagan Eve, thing? I think that is a pagan thing maybe that comes from... Um, Quick Google, quick I'm Google. I have to go off airplane mode <laughs> because I've got to Google this. Uh, All Hallows' Eve. I, I'm pretty sure it's mm. what you do the night before, I presume, All Hallows' Day. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Halloween or Halloween with a little... Uh, yeah, in the, yeah, apostrophe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Less commonly known as All Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, or All Saints' Eve, is a celebration observed in many countries on 31st of October, the eve of the Western Christian feast of All Saints' Day. Mm -hmm. It begins the observance of All Hallowtide, the time in the... Fucking hell, we, what are we like <laughs> as a race of human beings? Uh, it begins the observance of All Hallowtide, the time in the liturgical year dedicated to remembering the dead, including saints, hallows, Martyrs mm -hmm. and the faithful departed. Don't know why they needed to specify all of that. people who are dead. So, uh, yeah. yes, I'm guessing then that. Uh, so this says one theory. Sorry, this is just the Wikipedia page for Halloween. I hope everyone's enjoying this. One theory holds that many <laughs> Halloween traditions were influenced by Celtic harvest festivals, particularly the Gaelic festival Samhain, which mm -hmm. are believed to have pagan roots. Some go further oh, yes. and suggest that Samhain, apologies for my pronunciation, may have been Christianized as All Hallows' Day, along with its Eve by the early church. Okay, this is a lot of, spe of specific stuff and things to do with the etymology of the word Halloween. But basically, mm. I think... Um, what I want to know is people, why don't... Mm. I mean, it why says that some Christians observe All Hallows' Eve going to church services and lighting candles on the graves of the dead. So why didn't, you know, no offence to my mum, but if she was so determined that we weren't going to go trick-or-treating, why didn't we do that instead? <laughs> You're supposed to eat vegetarian food. You're supposed to abstain from meat. Sorry, but I think she was cherry-picking there. What? <laughs> why... Oh, look. So what I'm doing instead She's is saying... Because she was scared of ghosts and she didn't want me to maybe give that was right. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, they, there are Christians today that look at Halloween as a pagan holiday during which the devil is worshipped and evil is glorified. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So that's the short, the short, the short thing. Um, okay, thank go. you. We needed that shorthand. But basically, it sounds like it does come originally from a Christian festival of, in November, you're supposed to celebrate the dead and the saints and things. And on the eve of that, you have a sort of quite pious time where you light candles and abstain from various things. Um, yeah. Maybe dressing up and eating sweets and stuff, it makes a mockery of all of that. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we don't but know. Can't possibly comment. I think, Either way. <laughs> can't possibly comment. I think mm. I was definitely told that people did awful. Like, I remember, no offense, I'm really calling my mum out on this podcast. If she's listening to this episode, sorry, but it's true. You told me, mum, that people did sort of like satanic rituals and were doing horrible, spooky things and stuff. I don't think that that's happening on on Halloween. I, I think no evidence yes. seems to suggest that that's what's going on some sort of goat stabbing somewhere I think you know I mean yeah. there's always going to be someone up for stabbing a goat isn't it but I mean that's it's not something that's going to that's any time of the year yeah it, it doesn't have to be seasonally yeah. appropriate for a, a bit of a goat death thing I think you know no. we're gonna we're gonna keep our sacrificing to a to a minimum um tomorrow this it's year mainly yeah yeah this, this year yeah maybe bring it back in for yeah. 24 don't I? Yeah. 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 But you know, the world needs a, a light-hearted Halloween this year. So, no satanic <laughs> rituals. Look after yourselves. Um, Eat unless sweets. you are a satanist, of course. In which case, oh, knock yourself out. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> we should have got our woman in STEM this week. We should have lit. We should have got a um, I don't know, a, a theologian or some somebody oh, on. Oh, we should have got my favourite reverend, shouldn't we? From from to internet. What's her name? Kate. Oh, Kate, Reverend yeah. Kate, what's her face? Yeah, yeah. We should have got Reverend Kate, what's her face? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would have got Reverend Richard Coles. I wonder if he runs. <sighs> my mum loves him. She calls him my him. friend Richard because she met him once. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw him in a, a gig in 1984, but apart from that, no, I haven't seen him. He's in a band, seen isn't he? Was. He was in the Communards, which was, was a very, oh, he was very, in the very. Yeah, massive thing for, for I've heard us of growing the up. Communards. There we go. Yeah. Don't leave me this way. Yeah, it's a big Fair old song. Jimmy Summer, Richard yeah. Coles. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, before he went the way of the God. Anyway, and um, where were we? Were yeah. we going to talk about any more running, or are we finished now? Uh, I mean, I've not yeah. really got anything to say to you. It's been very dull. The one thing that we did want to talk about that we haven't touched on yet this week. Before mm. I have got some letters for you. They're mainly wishing you various uh, good lucks and things. Oh, I have yeah. to say, I'm incredibly disappointed with all of you because none of you really sent any spooky stories in. And I don't understand. It just didn't really take off. Sometimes we try things on the pod and it doesn't mm. really work. I um, think, it's, it's, it's as we've discussed before, I think I... I think few people have gone for a run and had what they would describe as a spooky experience. I think, I wonder if it's because they've had like a scary experience and they can't really sort of turn around and say, you know, 
some bloke was chasing me down the path and that it was like Whoa. oh Dave put some spooky music over the top of it yeah that's <laughs> yeah. very true that's true okay well, you live so and you maybe, learn, maybe some, but... I don't know I don't know but then maybe someone has a truly paranormal experience and maybe they they haven't written in yet but so, so they, and they should I mean maybe it, it yeah or maybe it was genuinely very frightening for them and they don't mm. really want to relive it um yeah but we'll have us to take the piss out of it on the pod or something. Oh, have it. Yeah, exactly. Very, very <laughs> true. Very true. Um, but while we're on sort of seasonal things. Yes. Uh, are you feeling jet lagged? Am I feeling jet lagged? No. Clocks went back on Saturday, didn't they? Oh, they did. Yeah. You've, oh, you've they mentioned did. that before. <laughs> This is a very good time to subscribe to Women's Running or think about giving a gift subscription for that big date in December you might be thinking about. Because right now, when you subscribe, as well as receiving the best magazine in the world, you'll also get a free exclusive Women's Running technical tee worth £35. It's beautiful, it's blue, and it says happy running on the back to help motivate you and your brilliant running buddies too. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk forward slash become a member and enter X23WRPOD, that's pod, at the checkout for your free tea. And please remember to send us a pic of you wearing it. I always feel jet lagged. I felt really discombobulated this morning and I'm starving now, even though it's not too much past my usual lunchtime, but it's because I've, I've, everything's an hour ahead in my brain and it's really weird. I forgot that it takes you months to get over clocks changing. It just, it, yeah, yeah. You, it's like you have to do some kind and of special. And the clocks go back in America this weekend. They do, which is great. So I've got two clocks going back. Yeah, but both, but <laughs> autumnal clock changing is the best clock changing, isn't it? Because you do gain time rather than lose time. I was, in a, I was, I was away for the weekend. I was at my mother-in-law's and she was talking about changing the time on the clocks the night before we went to bed. I mean, very few things you you do actually need to change the time on, don't you? Because it all happens automatically. But um, Mm. I was like, absolutely not. I do not want, and I don't want an extra hour in the evening. You know, I don't want to go to bed really, really brutally tired and look at the clock and go, oh, it's only 11 o'clock or whatever, because you've put the clock back. I don't want that. I want to get that extra hour in the morning. I want to wake up, which is what I did, wake up the next morning and go, Oh, I've just heard the kids getting up. Oh, for fuck's sake. And look at my 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 phone and realise it's half past seven and think, oh, that's lovely. I've got just it's just so nice to have that extra hour. Yeah. Yeah, I I I really enjoyed that too. It it felt really nice. Um yeah. It's just been good to get, it's good get, be great. get an extra hour of weekend. It was a very long weekend. I took Friday off. Oh wow. Oh, you did. You Bit did. cheeky of me, really, because yeah. I had an and extra the, day the, and an extra hour. <laughs> And an extra hour a day and like 25 whole extra hours. And yeah. this weekend when we're in New York, it's the best of times. If it was going in the other direction, it'd be absolutely horrific. But on Sunday morning, on the day hour of the in marathon, bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I I would I have to get up at something like five to <gasps> get the ferry, which I know, which means I'm gonna be waking you up at five as well, because I'm not gonna be quiet. Because I'm going to have to have like four. Why are you poos, getting the ferry? So. Sorry, can you explain about this? I don't know that this is going oh. on. Oh well, there we go. <laughs> you don't have to get the ferry. You can stay in bed. Um, are you going to Staten Island? Hotel is? Had, it 
yeah, basically. Um, so the <laughs> the our our hotel is in Manhattan. Loads of people that run the marathon are going to be staying in Manhattan, right? And you either mm-hmm. get a coach or a ferry to the start line, which is weirdly twenty six point two miles away. Um, so we have to get a coach or ferry out there. It takes about an hour, hour and a half, something like that. And they all leave at horrible o'clock in the morning. So I have to get up when it's dark, get on a coach and a ferry or something or other, um, along with a load of other people, all packed in like sardines with no toilet. It's all really horrible and everyone's doing like anxious sweat or whatever, to the start. And you're not allowed to, bearing in mind, I know I'm, I'm veering into... I've gone off clocks and I've gone back onto anxiety again. But bearing in That's mind, okay. we'll you come can't back to take clocks. a bag. We don't with really you. need to come back to clocks. Um, but you can't take a bag with you because if I want to check in anything, like if I want to pick up a bag at the end of the race, then I have to check it. You have in to the go twenty-six two point two miles. Back no, in the I have to. Direction. I, you, you can no, you you can do that, but you have to do it the day before when you pick up your bib number. So I have to, if I, I want, if, like if you weren't there, for instance, but you will be, so it's fine. You'd be a bit fucked. If you weren't there, I'd have, no, 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 it'd be fine. But what I'm saying is, is you can't, if you've got a bag with a coat and snacks and drinks and things like that, if you want that kind of thing at the end, you had to have checked that in when you collected your number. So when you get oh, on yeah, your no. ferry or your coach, you are basically carrying nothing with you whatsoever. You turn up empty-handed to the start of the race, and then you've got like two hours probably until the race starts to bumble around That's in the cold. And so are you going to leave me a bag of to stuff to give you, so that you've got a warm coat, some sweets, some stuff at the end? Yes. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Yes, um, I'm going to do. That. I'm a bit yeah. worried that content-wise, because I'm obviously supposed to also be going to. I'm going on a jolly. But I'm going to support Esther and I hoped that I would get great footage of the New York Marathon. However, if I'm not going to be anywhere near the start line. No. Because that's going to be miles away. So miles away. you may all just have lots of content of me wandering around Central Park and eating bagels waiting for Esther to come over the other end. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I think the final few miles, the final two or three miles are all through... Manhattan okay. and it's a big long it's a big long road right so it's right up the center of Manhattan into Central Park so if you wanted a stroll right down to the bottom of New York you I mean and and I would the last time I went to New York was in 1999 and I walked around the whole way I didn't get any public transport and I loved it and actually yeah. to get a feel for New York and to kind of see those big landmarks you know the Flatiron building and Empire State and all this just you can just walk down a main like the main street well there's loads of main streets but you can just walk down one solitary road and you you're seeing like four big hitters as you walk down it everything that's been yeah. in every movie you've ever watched so i i would definitely recommend to you like on that day of the marathon like i'm not going to get in until like three in the afternoon or something so mm-hmm. you've got all this lovely time to saunter around and see some lovely things and get a kind of a New York kind of flavor. It's going to be amazing. Oh, You're going to have the best time. It is going to be incredible. Mm. The Big Apple. We're going to the Big Apple, everybody. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be so I will be You're going to have so many hand. pretzels. 
<gasps> oh my god, I'm gonna have so many pretzels. I'm gonna have so many single <laughs> slices of pizza, individual slices in a little. It's the single uh, slices, isn't it? Yeah, or really floppy ones. Triangle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. But Esther and I have been looking extensively at food and at other activities. We're obviously mm. there for a very short period of time, but I'm gonna do some planning. But I also want you to know that I will be there on hand as your personal uh, marathon. Uh, what do they have in ultra running? They have like a crew. Oh, you're going to be my crew. I'll, I'll crew you. I'll crew I was, you. I was going to yeah, describe you as my it. bridesmaid, but yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah, one. yeah. Crew's I'll be your bridesmaid. your <laughs> bridesmaid of of your marathon of honor. <laughs> Yay! <sighs> yeah, it's going to be epic, and I I'm really excited now. When we talk about it, I get so excited. It's just when I wake mm. up in the middle of the night and I'm like, have I lost my passport and stuff like that? that oh I my god, freak yeah. Out. I haven't even checked yeah. for mine. I haven't even checked for mine. So, like, I have got mine. Though I did freak out the other day that I was like, do we need, like, a visa or something? But I think that's only if you're there for a certain amount of month, of weeks. Because America is quite strict with that stuff, aren't they? Yeah, I am. Actually, this is something that I need to remember to raise tomorrow because we're having a little chat with Sports Talks tomorrow. And I do want to raise that too because it's a bit like... <laughs> um, so, yeah, are we there for work? Yeah. Or, you know, do we have to pretend yes. that we're doing something else? Because when I went to um, China, I had to get a visa to only go for a week. Mm. yeah I don't anyway, know we don't need a visa we don't need a visa but um yeah it's just like do do we need to sort of say that we're not like furtively recording podcasts in our hotel room like sneaky spies so uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah we can just say we're vloggers but not for a job <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> just for our own personal distress but I guess yeah, like we're unpaid in uh, podcast interns <laughs> Yeah, it feels like that sometimes. Um, I think the other thing I want to talk about a little bit, because I've kind of got into that already, is um, the tapering aspect, which has like the the maranoia. I know we've touched on that bit, but tapering is a whole other um, level of of kind of it's. I mean, it's it's amazing, and I love it. And I think um, I think like the weeks of of the marathon plan I've been looking forward to the most are this week that we're in and next week avoiding the weekend but this week and next week with a weekend gap are going to be amazing like Mm -hmm. kind of rest and recovery kind of focused so tapering's lovely but it's kind of it it's much more technical than I've given it credit for in the past yeah you know, and it's kind of, and I can see, I, I know I, I kind of slag it off, but I can see why I've still got intervals in my, in my, in the run that I'm supposed to be doing on Wednesday. I can see why there's intervals there. Um, and it's because you're supposed to kind of retain, I think the intensity or something you're supposed to retain, you know, the, the shape of your training, even if you're kind of reducing it by a certain amount each week. I know, I know, nah. I know. I'm not. I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do it because it's tiring and um and and whatever. But um, but I can see why some people would continue to do like a little technical run midweek. I'm I'm not going to. But um, but yeah, it's kind of it's building up your food, building up your sleep, but also reducing your training, but not to a negative effect because like. Some people, and I've had these conversations with people before, but some people might look at tapering and just think, oh, I'm just going to stop now. I've done my longest run. I'm not going to run at all for the next three weeks. Um, mm. And definitely that's not the best way to go, really. Um, but also like along, along, kind of along with cutting down, like this gradual kind of shaving off minutes and, and miles and whatever, along with that does come this kind of 
this overwhelming feeling that you can't do it because my last long run was now two weeks ago. Yeah. And my longest run in the plan, I think, was four weeks ago. So it's it's like that feels like months ago now to me. I know. I get that. I get that. But I just think it's a bit of a trust the process thing that like they wouldn't if if you were supposed to do your longest long run in the week before your marathon, then all training plans would tell you to do your longest long run. But instead, all training plans tell you definitely don't do that. So <sighs> like you are doing the right thing. I get it. But maybe that comes into a little bit of control the controllables again. Like you have done everything following the training plan to a T um, to the best of what of your ability and also for what you actually want out of it you've done brilliantly at and that is something that you can control how you actually perform on the day and how that affects things is not necessarily going to be it within your control now but you just need all you need to do is carry on every day waking up and going what am I supposed to do today oh okay you know four miles and eat a big bowl of pasta great don't worry too much about the past and don't focus too much on the future yet it's okay to just take it day by day yeah, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. It, yeah, it's day by day, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's just, um, yeah, it's, and we and we have to, because like we have got so much on, we've got so much to think about. And, and even before running the marathon, I've got to think about that plane journey, which is not without its own billions of, of anxieties and kind of... I know. I'm not looking oh. forward to the one on the way back because we've got to do an overnight. And I thought mm. that that would be a dream because when we went to Mauritius, it was, um, we did overnight on the way there, overnight on the way back. And it is obviously mm. really good for potentially avoiding jet lag because if you can sleep mm. and then just wake yeah. up in another country on the at the time you're supposed to wake up, then sweet. Mm. But that isn't obviously what happens. And I did watch A Star Is Born at four o'clock in the morning, like I was going mental, and it was absolutely <laughs> awful. Oh, it was hell. I was just like, no one else in the world is awake. I'm the only person who's awake, and it's because I'm insane. I just remember feeling that. But um, it was awful, and I was trying to sleep. But it's going to be oh. fine. I'm kind of looking forward to doing a long haul flight in the day because I don't think I've ever done that before and I feel like mm. it might be quite fun to just like chat chill watch films like read books that like, we can act we don't have to force ourselves to go to sleep because the last no, two long haul I've done it was like cab- dim the cabins it's time for everyone to go to sleep and I was like oh mm. I don't think I can <laughs> and it <laughs> uh, I think I'm so uh, yeah I'm pleased we're going out on a day one because also we, we shouldn't sleep I don't think I think we should actively try not to sleep on the way yeah, out so idea. that we sleep that night mm-hmm. um and on the way back yeah we should try and see and I've also bought um like antihistamines to take <laughs> on the way back to try and get drowsy yeah. and stuff so I, I can be your drug dealer that's a good idea I yeah know, right? <laughs> maybe just like a bottle of vodka and some antihistamines and we'll be absolutely fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, I also got like comments from people just saying, oh, make sure you don't drink alcohol on the way there. And I was like, of course, I'm not going to be fucking drinking alcohol on the way there. What do you take me for? I'm going to be so seized with anxiety that I am in a tin can in the sky. Like, uh, I know. Maybe I should get some Valium. I don't know. 
Americans, and this is a huge uh, sweeping statement, apologies to all our American listeners, but haven't, you mm. guys have got great drugs out there, right? <laughs> I've, I've heard they've got great drugs out there. Yeah, yeah. one of my, uh, and a relative that will remain nameless, because I don't know whether they do this on prescription or not, uh, it takes a Valium every time he flies and it <gasps> absolutely sorts him out and it's brilliant. Sorry, I'm not advocating for unprescripted drug use here. Um, but yeah, maybe... It, maybe. <laughs> no, sorry. It's going to be so fine, Esther. I'm, I'm terrified of flying and I don't understand how planes work and it freaks me out. But yeah. for some reason, those little tin cans in the sky stay up and they're fine. It's always fine. Yeah. I mean, it's so, so... so it's, it's more likely... I remember my dad telling me this and it's not great to hear, but you're much more likely to die on the M25 on your way to Heathrow than you are in the sky. I know, I know, but there are more cars than planes. So I can't, you know, it's just like, oh, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. why is that? What do you mean there are more cars than planes? So there's, obviously there's more car crashes than there are plane crashes because there are more, oh, literally more cars. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so, yep, yeah true i'm sure i yeah. could work out statistically though and it would still be in the favor of what i'm trying to say here i reckon yeah anyway i, I just yep. need to not it think will be, about it, it, will be, it. No, be fine. it will be, be fine. fine we're gonna chat all the way through i'm actually excited for that bit i love being on a plane because nobody can contact you and it's like you have no responsibilities it's like you don't have wi-fi you can't do anything other than force yourself to relax so that's true. We can get excited know, about what films we're going to watch. We can go three, we can. two, one and play them together. At the same we time, can, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we can get books that we're really excited. I'm going to get so many books because I'm excited to just have eight. I might read a whole book. Uh, it's mm. just going to be great. My sister and I made friendship bracelets on in Mauritius. It was great fun. <laughs> we did that on the plane on the way oh, there. I love making friendship bracelets, actually. Mm-hmm. We'll probably get a um, meal because it's long haul. So oh, that'll be a whole, you might get, a whole palaver where they do one. a meal. Yeah. You might get more than one. Yeah, yeah I had dinner yeah. and breakfast in Mauritius. And I have to say, mm-hmm. dinner, nasty. Breakfast, incredible. Egg, <laughs> plain eggs are so good. And I know they don't seem like they should be, but I love plain <laughs> eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Those two words shouldn't be together. Um, no, I, but somehow yeah, my, they work. My biggest, my my crippling little bit of niggle anxiety at the moment is, do I take my hardbacked book, which I'm halfway through and loving, or do I leave it here and save the weight and take a paperback book, which might not be as good, but I haven't started yet. I mean, that Why for me is like Why don't you take like your a... paperback book for the flight, but you can mm. take your hardback book in hold luggage? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, okay. Because then you're not saying that you might want to read it for comfort if it's the book you're enjoying at the moment. You might want to read it for comfort Mm. the night before the marathon or something. But on the plane, I'm sure you'll bash through a paperback in eight hours if you want. Is it how long the flight is? It's about like eight hours, yeah. I'm going to go. Ooh, I I do have a a really good tip that I don't think we've talked through because it's something that I'm planning to do before this. So if you've got. Oh, is, it mm. not, is it eight hours or is it a bit less? No, it's eight, it's, it's eight hours. Fuck I thought it was a bit less. Um, so um, I am going to be wearing the shoes I'm going to be running in on the flight. Fab. And I'm going to be taking my running clothes in my hand luggage um, 
because I think it was Laura Fountain suggested that as a as a big tip, which is like just you in don't case your luggage worrying. gets lost. Yeah, exactly. Because everything else, yeah, you can that's buy. a really it's good all idea. Brushes and pants, isn't it? So. Yeah, it's just making sure that you've got the worst thing to happen would be to turn up in New York and not have the right shoes. It'd be just like fucking hell. It would so, be a um, bit disastrous. Yeah, so I'm not running them okay. all this week. I'm going to keep them because they're also, you know, I got them soaking at the weekend. So they just need to, they need to dry out. I need to make sure that they're, you know, ready for my feet. Yeah. You're and, so fine, yeah. Esther. This is all like you're being so <laughs> you're being way more organised about this than I've ever been about anything in my life. It's be fine. It'll be fine. It will be so fine. I really hope so. Uh, Do you want me to tell you how fine it's going to be? I've got a letter for you. Yes, please. Dave, cue the jingle. What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying this week? What are you saying? (laughs) (laughs) So, this is from Catriona in Australia. Uh, Uh, Isn't that pronounced Katrina? Oh, is it? I believe so. Katrina? Yeah. Okay. I've met Catrionas before too. But Have Katrina, you? Oh, Katrina. oh, then it could be either. It could be either. Oh, I've only met one, so maybe she just didn't know how to pronounce her own name. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I'll go with Katrina, because so, Katrina is probably more likely. Uh, so, she said, I've been listening to the lead up to Esther's New York Marathon and wanted to tell you how amazing you are for running even one marathon. Uh, never mind multiple mm-hmm. marathons. You are my running hero, not because you do it in some incredible time, although your times are incredible, but because you are, like me, a woman of around 50, juggling work, family, menopause and running, and you are absolutely knocking it out of the park. She's going to cry today. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sweet. Well, she said, I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this. I'm actually going to very quickly scan to say... Um, no, I think she's all good for me to share this. Uh, she said, I thought I'd share with you a little of my mental journey in the hope that it will help inspire you a little bit back. I was married for 20 years to someone who was fit and athletic, who encouraged me to run, but in a way that always managed to make me feel like crap. He praised my PBs, looked at my finish times, heart rate, cadence, and gave me tips on how to run faster. I used to dread hearing let's go for a run together as it meant him basically pushing me until I wanted to just tell him to fuck off, which I fair to be fair, I often did. Anyway, the point is that I never really saw running as something I enjoyed. It was something I did for him because I should, not for me because I wanted to. We got divorced two and a half years ago and to my surprise, I kept running, started to set myself longer running goals and in the process learned about long, slow runs, which became my favorite run of the week. Who knew that running isn't just about pushing as hard as you can for as long as you can? In October 2022, I finished my first half marathon under my own steam and under my own goal time. I was super proud of myself, but I didn't get the huge runner's high that I was expecting because I still felt like my time wasn't good enough to celebrate. Mm. After that, I started to look at races in a different way. I let go of the time expectations and started to focus on non-time goals instead. This year, I ran a scenic half along the Great Ocean Road. My goal was just to have fun and take lots of pictures on the way. It was a one-way run, and on the day, there were um, 35 kilometer an hour headwinds the whole way. Oh, my gosh. I was freezing at the start line and I had to have a 10 minute stop at a Portaloo halfway. The last couple of kilometers were brutal, but I crossed the line with a huge smile on my face, having had an absolute ball despite all of that. Oh. The first words out of my mouth were, that was amazing. My time didn't matter because I had met my goals by meeting some lovely people along the way, enjoying the stunning views from the top of the massive hill I'd run up and I'd run further than I had ever run before. Uh, so it's a 23 kilometer course, that's why. 
uh, yeah, oh, I amazing. think so. She she goes on to quickly say, since then I've done one more half marathon and this had the same A goal to finish and have fun again and again, uh, and ended up having a fantastic run. Uh, I actually ran a PB, but the thing I remember most was watching the sunrise over the ocean and taking a selfie with some dancing drag queens who were on the course. <laughs> there we go. She's she ticking, says, ticking a lot of boxes for us there, isn't she? She truly is. She knows she, she is one of our people. Uh, so basically, she says, Esther, remember that just getting to the start line is a massive achievement. You've worked so hard to get there and you should be incredibly proud. Uh, she says that I really hope that you are able to go to New York and enjoy the day, take in the atmosphere and take away some amazing memories. Hopefully you'll get to cross the finish line but it will be on whatever time and fashion you can manage on the day. Even if you don't finish for whatever reason, don't let that take over your memories of the experience or overshadow your A goal of having some fun along the way. Oh, bless mm. her heart. She's she gorgeous. And she also keeper. says, don't forget, you've got an army of pod squadders with you every step of the way, which is so oh, true. That's so sweet. That's so sweet and so lovely and just... yeah. Yeah, and she's she's absolutely right, and to, and we I think we share more than just a couple of similarities, me and Katrina or Catriona. Um, mm. That 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 thing of it does feel like the tipping point for me was that Brighton half, which on one for on one hand for me was great because it's a a city that I know and love, and my mum was there at the end, you know, and it was all really nice. But I hated it, and and I. Uh, I kind of and I blamed it on the course and I blamed it on on any number of variables but but the thing that that made it bad was what was going on inside my head which was yeah. why am I not running this in a better time than I had before and why is this not easier than the last one I did and it was at that point rather than even that half marathon that we did virtually where I was trying to get like the the sub 2 it was at that mm-hmm. point where I just thought well fuck this for a game of soldiers I do not want to do pbs anymore if it's going to make me feel this bad like Mm -hmm. I've just completed a half marathon and I hate myself what's that about it's rubbish what is that about it's 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 bollocks isn't it you should be celebrating yourself you should be so proud of yourself for having done a huge monumental achievement but I, I I I just thought I was a complete kind of sad sack so it's kind of from then to then see these things as not a time-based challenge but an experience-based challenge is is a much lovelier because why else are we doing it i mean maybe there are people out there who are pod squatters that really really do have time goals that are very important to you and it's no it's no shade towards that because like that's incredible as well but i really think the majority of us like of course we're there for the experience obvs Mm. Yeah, like that's but it's why kind of, I, I'm doing it. That's but it's it's adjusting those. It's it's like if you're the kind of person where you find that you're the the reason to do something is the time in which you do you know the PB chasing. If that's the thing that motivates you to do the training and to do the race in the first place, then that's the, you know top of your kind of your tree of things. But for me, and I still have that in my head. But it, for me, it's trying to just switch them slightly. So that have all those list of reasons why you're doing the race. And, and one of them is to keep on feeling as fit yeah. as I do, which I love. And to carry on having that kind of fitness feel inside me. And the way that I have that is to maintain my running to a greater or lesser degree throughout the year sort of thing. And But, but having a goal makes me feel more fit than I do when I don't have a goal. So that's up there too. Yeah. 
but it's kind of flicking that little switch so that the bits at the top of my list of the reasons as to why I would choose to do New York Marathon, for instance, that flicking that switch so that the number one reason is to be there and to experience it and to hopefully yeah. finish and to hopefully finish feeling happy is kind of all those are just they're sparking off that top reason and the time which is still there in my head I can't not have a time in there because that's always going to be so I'd be I'd be completely lying I'd be complete yeah I would be being dishonest if I didn't say that I don't have a time in my head and I do have a time in my head but it, I, it's down the list and so lots of me this week and last week I've been thinking I've been trying to visualize myself at the finish line having run it half an hour or an hour longer than I have run previous marathons and just visual, visualizing that feeling and thinking how would I feel at that point and I honestly feel good about that that if that happens yeah um I feel good because I will be there and I will have done this thing in my 50th year and that will be amazing and everyone I tell I know everyone I tell in the whole world like on the podcast my friends my family Anyone that I say, I did the New York Marathon to when I was 50, none of them, well, maybe one of them, none of them will say, yeah, what time? Like, yeah. you know, no one gives a shit, do they? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not Eilish. I'm Absolutely not. You know, not. It's, no. Yeah. No, it's going to be incredible. And just, just remember that there are different ways to measure different goals. Like speed is one but it's mm-hmm. not better than any of the others. Like time on your feet is also incredibly impressive in terms of your endurance. So if you did run it an hour slower, then you will have done a marathon, you would have run for five and a half hours solid, which is something that you yeah. wouldn't, you've never done in your life um, and would yeah, be incredible. Exactly. So like there mm-hmm. are all sorts of ways to measure things and it's just about reframing our mindsets, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. It's going to be a huge sleigh from you, I personally think. Oh, I really, really fucking hope so. I, yeah. <laughs> from us both. We've got so much to overcome, haven't we? <laughs> I know. Well, we will see you all on the other side. This is actually we the will. last pod apart from Bake Off. We will still be getting Bake Off because we are bonkers and we don't know how to relax at the moment. You will still be getting <laughs> Bake Off on Saturday. But... Yeah. um this is the last pod main before the New York trip and before Esther is a four-time marathoner. And we will do our level best to rattle out a podcast next week. So we will do a kind of a debrief um, very, very quickly when we get back and Mm -hmm. and go through it all and get that out for you in time next week as well. Um, And then we'll probably need to have several lies down. Yeah. Well, I think the plan currently, Esther, I might be wrong in saying this, don't want to overcommit us, but I think we were going to try and record while we're out there, potentially. We will do our best. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do our absolute best. If we have technical difficulties, then you might just get us here. But the plan currently (laughs) is to try and record from a hotel room in New York. And you'll probably hear people going, honk, honk, oh, pass me a bagel. In the background, that would be great classic new york stuff yeah <laughs> yeah just classic new york stuff <laughs> pass me a bagel <laughs> what other things do new yorkers say 
know. Well, obviously, I'm walking here, as we said. Yeah. 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 They say things like, um, hey, I got to take the subway to downtown. Oh, yeah. And have you got a nickel or a dime? Oh, have you got a nickel or a dime? Yeah. Are you going to have a pizza slice? And uh, I'm so, I hope this isn't xenophobic. <laughs> it's probably massively xenophobic, isn't it? I don't know. Can you? Yeah. Be anyway, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hate, anyway. I hate, I hate how busy it is on the subway all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you catch a cab? Let's catch a cab. Let's, let's get let's a, catch a cab. let's get a yellow cab. Downtown. A yellow, a yellow cab. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, there's more where that came from. So we will see you. <laughs> we'll see you when we're well-traveled women who are in Have on a brand. We'll see you, ca- catch you on the flip side. Catch you on another <gasps> continent. <gasps> Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra PodSquad benefits from just £2 a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our exclusive Discord community for friendly chat and support with like-minded women runners. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The producer and composer was David Newman please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. And do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.